All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Welcome to the All In Podcast Show today. And today uh, we have a special guest that um, I have been watching over the years, uh, you know, just seeing the great things he's doing over in Singapore and and, uh, impacting people's lives. And uh, I said, you know, I just got to get this guy on the show and, and share his message, share his calling, share his passion for people. Um, and uh, today I just want to welcome you, Stuart, to the, the show. Thank you very much, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. And I hope that everyone who's, everyone who's listening in is uh, uh, going to be learning a whole ton um, and, and possibly to, to get inspired by what's possible um, when we really go all in. Absolutely. So um, I always like to uh, jump in with a little bit of your backstory, you know, of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, where where you come from, you know, your 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 upbringing and and, uh, you know, kind of lead that into, you know, where you're at today. Absolutely. Well, I a lot of people would have seen me on stage. I mean, I've spoken to close to half a million people by now, probably more than that by now. And it's uh, been an interesting journey. I've always loved um having the opportunity to reach out to people. And uh, my story begins when I was failing in school. And, uh, you know, school failure in in Singapore is a little bit embarrassing because we always pride ourselves with good academic grades and stuff like that. Um, I I wasn't really much of a student, to be honest. I I felt that uh, the only way to live life was really just to get by. I hated studies. Until one day, my mom was so worried about it, and she said, you know, why don't we just, you know, send you to some enrichment classes? And I said, what do you mean? Uh, fortunately for me, I didn't feel that that was a burden, and I think that was a good thing. She sent me for various classes, and I began to pick up skills, which I think astounded the people around me. I, I began to, uh, you know, if you can imagine a, a young kid at the age of 12, 13 years old, getting an average of 50.1%. Uh, and feeling it's okay, um, that that wasn't really okay. You know, everyone else was striving for better results. I ended up uh, being at the bottom of the class. And mm-hmm. sooner or later, because of these enrichment training programs, I was inspired to to continue learning, and uh, it had an almost immediate impact. I came in first in class for the first time in my life, jumped, what, 25%. Uh, it astounded my classmates and definitely my teachers. I remember one of my classmates going, you know, Stuart, can I ask you an honest question? And I said, sure. He said, did you cheat in the exams? And I'm going like, dude, uh, these are some of the, just some of the skills that, are, uh, that I have put together. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll teach you if, if you want to. And strangely, that was what set everything forward in motion. You know, I started learning. Learning became my thing. Uh, I just felt that if there was a problem in life, all I needed to do was to take a look at whomever was an expert and, and begin to learn from them. I, I'd read books. I, I pour through huge tons of books. I still have huge tons of books that I refer to from time to time. And uh, thank God for the Kindle. You know, I mean, I'm carrying, what, 500 books in a Kindle without having to carry the load. So that's been a, 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 an amazing revelation for me. I think uh, some people take a look at 
so-called compensation mechanisms. And, and for me, that's really learning from someone who absolutely hated studying. And although that's not synonymous with learning, that was at least a starting point for me to believe in the learning journey. And uh, not so surprisingly, I've become a trainer for personal development. And that was something that kind of like kickstarted my entire business. I, I've never been employed, uh, at least not in a full-time capacity. Um, during my employment, I had uh, my my uh, two employers negotiated with me to allow me to continue my business uh, in order for me to work for them in my younger years. So that was in marketing. You know, I was a marketing manager for a mm-hmm. for an enrichment firm. So in a sense, I was very aligned to the kind of things that I wanted to do. I was pretty sure what I wanted to do. But as an introverted kid to stand up on stage to deliver a, you know, a training program, that was literally unheard of. When I stepped into my current business, I remember running a training program for about 220 people. We called it the LEAP Seminar, Live in Excellence, Activate Potential. It was kind of like a snazzy acronym that we hmm. wanted to use. And hmm. surprise, surprise, two of my secondary school teachers stepped into the room. They could not believe that years because I was... Basically, I, the, I was in stealth mode, right, in, in secondary school. By the time I was, uh, by the time they saw me, like, fast forward 15, 17 years later, they were seeing this guy who somehow mesmerized the stage. And, um, well, they signed up for my programs <laughs> just out of <laughs> pure morbid curiosity, you know. They, they were like, Is this the same guy? And I'm going, well, so, well, you know, if I if I think about those last 20 years, and I've been training for the last 21 years, this is my 22nd year, very, very happy doing what I do. And, um, you know, of course, there are moments where I wish I had done more. But uh, just looking back, I, I, I see that the whole commitment to learning is is probably what got me moving along. You know, if, if there are uh, people who are facing problems right now, these problems have been solved by hundreds of thousands of people way before us. And many of them are literally on Amazon.com. You know, just picking up a book and, and reading through one of them could literally change your life. So uh, where business was concerned, it was aligned with my uh, vision for reaching out and helping people. When I first started out uh, in a partnership. I mean, I, I've been always doing it kind of like a hobby. You know, I, I didn't care much about making huge tons of money. But the chance came in, in 02. I worked with a couple of partners. In the first year, we scratched um, 1.35 million in revenue. Uh, we blazed through the next few years. We hit 10 million in revenues in 2007, something like that. And mm-hmm. before I had left, we had already scratched, uh, what, close to 15 or 17 million, thereabouts. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but that, that was the kind of, uh, of business that was really flourishing. We, we went uh, and penetrated seven different countries across the region. Uh, we were literally running from place to place. I remember at my peak, I was training 16 hours in a day, and I loved every single moment of it. It was just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know some trainers, especially people who are in the marketing field, who stand up for two hours, and at the end of the two hours, they're like washed out, right? <laughs> going at it 16 hours, and people are going, Stuart, are you absolutely sure you used to be an introvert? And I'm going, I still am. <laughs> Depends, depending on your definition of what introversion is. 
But mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's that's exactly what I do. I love to serve people, go out there and and present my best possible knowledge, my best possible research, and let them see that there is joy in learning. You know, uh, in our preamble prior to the podcast, Dan, you were mentioning, um, you know, just enjoying an interview. You know, I, I think there's no such thing as having a serious moment of learning. I think there's I mean, it just doesn't gel with me. Every time I try and be mm-hmm. serious about learning, I just don't learn stuff. And, you know, to me, learning is synonymous with fun. You know, we have to be in a, an elevated state of fun and really just enjoy doing what it is that we're doing in that moment. And, uh, otherwise, it really doesn't serve us or the people around us. Um, I remember one of my junior trainers, um, because I, I was transiting out to, to attempt a PhD, which I never really got around to. Um, and I was trying to show him the ropes, you know, and, and he was so defeated. He came off the stage one day. He was bombing his jokes. People were not paying attention. He came down to the back of the room and he said, you know, I'm done. You know, tell me what's the magic secret behind how you do the things that you do. And, I, and the first thing that I said was, um, bro, are, are, you, are you on stage um, to be someone else or are you really being yourself and he said hmm. uh, it was a very telling sign he said you know it's so hard to fill your shoes i said don't fill my shoes fill your shoes hmm. never in my life had anyone told me i expect you to be like me i think that's ridiculous i think everybody deserves a chance to to be them you know and, and to be authentically so and uh, i said if you aren't yourself how can you enjoy being up there Right, so um, I said it's good that you're you're involved in the doing. I can see some expertise coming out there, but you're just not being the person that does the things that 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 you know capture people's attention. And and if this weren't a program that was uh, initially developed by me, I think uh, you wouldn't have uh, the the need to focus on so much pressure to try and deliver. And uh, that was right. kind of revealing for him. You know, he went back on stage and he wowed the audience after that. And there was such a stark contrast. It literally cemented my belief that if I were to do something and do something from scratch, I would do something I enjoy, you know, and just get rid of whatever it is that uh, seems to be that number one reason. You know, just, just the, the reason should be you. Well, that sounds like a song, right? But the reason yeah. should really be you. Uh, you have to go- sing that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's kind of like my my history in a nutshell. Um, I, I like to tell people about how much uh, I've put in. I I like to tell people that it was a joy. It wasn't a joy all the time. I remember losing hundreds of thousands of dollars to to complacency, to cheats, to betrayals, whatnot. You know, but those are things that are under the bridge, and I think that that literally contrasts with the, uh, uh, the, the, the average day, which then seems really, really good, you know. And um, w- whenever I teach my uh, participants how to get out of a rut, how to start focusing on uh, using their, their, the current states of resourcefulness, uh, tapping into uh, peak performance, um, it, it just strikes me that a lot of people are unhappy because they forgot that there were moments that they could really relish and enjoy and be grateful for. So, you know, my uh, 
my sensei, kind of, uh, Dr. Richard Bandler of NLP, he used to say this. He said, um, and I think he still says this, a lot of people know how to feel bad for no good reason. Um, our mission in life is to learn how to feel good for no good reason. And once we are able to do that, life's great. Right. That's, you know, that's really some power. That's a powerful statement. So I, I, I know that, um, you know, the impact that you're having in people's lives and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, um, the journey that you've been on. Um, you know, you just touched on a couple things that I want to dive into um, because I think sometimes people see you, they may see you on stage, just like the story you just shared about, you know, people wanting to fill your shoes. Um, you know, there uh, are times when there are challenges that come up. There are times where there may be uh, darker moments in business um, that you may have had challenges with. Uh, you know, can you share some of those, uh, you know, or, or one key time that, that you just kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say hit rock bottom, but hit a, uh, a dark moment for you in your journey um, on this path? Yeah, that's um, that's one of those kinds of questions that uh, probably would would uh, not have gotten me if, if I hadn't gone through it, right? So one mm -hmm. of my, one of my, well, dark moments. Where do I begin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, it is, and it's of course it's not that I I encounter dark moments all the time. And uh, maybe I can uh, I can put it in contrast in in highlighting two different dark moments and kind of like using that to to trace a line for success for for the people who might be listening in. I think that could be useful. Sure. Um, and I'll contrast uh, 2004 and 2012 um, because one was in a distant past and one was a little bit more recent. Um, mm -hmm. In 04, uh, you know, we we were on a run. Uh, it was it was exciting. We were heading towards our next, uh, I think, three million mark, something like that. Uh, we had started to bring in people into the organization and. Um, you know, from out of the blue, the guys who had joined us had said, uh, you know, that there were two of them. There was this, uh, there was this, uh, uh, okay, I, I, I won't go into specifics, but there were these two guys uh, or two chaps who, who decided that, um, you know, they had a fun run over the last couple of years and they decided to move on. Uh, they, were, they cited some apparent dissatisfaction and you know, that they, they felt that they could do better on their own. So between myself and my partner, my partner had never believed that you could develop trainers the way I believe. And, and he said, you know, there's no way we can get people to replace us. But I had a different belief. I, I believe very strongly that anybody could do what we did. And mm -hmm. uh, we managed to get two people. We loved them. We, we put in our all, our heart and soul. We, we developed them. We gave them opportunities. And then they, they went about phase. Uh, and said, you know, we're going to leave. Now, that wasn't the, the half uh, of the mess that we got into. You know, um, we thought about it. We thought, you know, these ungrateful people, right? We've been <laughs> grooming you and you decided to leave. Okay, whatever. And um, lo and behold, uh, after some time, I had some former students who were messaging, messaging me on back then uh, Yahoo Messenger. And... Mm -hmm. um, and the, one of them said, oh, good to see you back in my school. And I said, what? Um, uh, we, we and I went to check my schedule, and I found that no, I, I wasn't involved in any kind of um, uh, 
uh, uh, training. There was no schedule there that uh, I, I was involved in. And, and surprisingly, um, after checking, we, we discovered that there were uh, none of my trainers. Uh, by that time, I had something like 12 trainers, I think. And none of them were scheduled for that school. And, and we were scratching our heads. We were saying, how could this be? We made our way at about um, 9.45 p.m. We went to that particular school and we found that there, indeed there was a training program that was going on. We could hear the familiar jokes, the familiar um, curriculum, and it was just shocking at that point of time. We, we got in um, to discover that we, we'd just been betrayed. You know, Someone had just stolen all our intellectual property and gone ahead and done all this stuff themselves. And while that wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was a little bit of a shocker for, for us at that point of time, but um, uh, we went back, there was supposed to be legal, there were, there were legal, legal repercussions, right? So we decided to hire a lawyer. And at the point of time, my partner had unwittingly already signed a release for them because they had come under the guise of, look, you know, here are the list of things that we have to do, just sign on the dotted line so that uh, we can agree that we will do these things so that when I leave, you know, uh, we won't have so much heartache. In fact, uh, that was basically a, a blank check for them to do anything because my partner was so trusting, he didn't read anything, let alone the fine uh, print. And it basically let them go scot-free. It was, it was uh, horrible. It was a horrible feeling. Uh, they had, under our noses for at least uh, three months, siphoned um, clients. They were in, in contact with, with uh, our clientele list. They had taken away easily $300,000 worth of uh, booked contracts and another 200-some of uh, potential future contracts based on the fact that um, we had brought them around uh, they knew who the clients were and they were able to offer exactly the same thing that we did. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was like, wow, you know, okay. So we were reeling from that and it was one of the darker moments. I remember being being so hurt. Uh, we would literally just cringe, you know, in the middle of the night, just um, wondering what happened. You know, it literally hit us like a truck. Was it our fault? Was it their fault? Obvious, obviously, at that point of time, it was their fault, right? And... Um, it was so easy to blame. It was so easy to point fingers at that point of time because obviously they had schemed over a period of time to get to this outcome. Sure. So here you are with two guys who are supposed to be masters of personal development sitting next to each other and running through their outline for a program on how to be inspired in life. Just imagine that for a moment. And we were in our darkest moment and we, we shook our heads. We were saying, like, this isn't the picture that's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it just doesn't look right. You know? um, we can't go into this training program feeling like this. You know, we need to take a little bit of our own medicine. And one of the pieces of advice that we always used to give in our seminars were, was this phrase, um, for things to change, I have to change. And that hit us like a ton of bricks. We said, look, you, you want to be... Uh, uh, depressed, upset about it, we can, but not tonight. 
right? So mm-hmm. we, we said to, to each other, let's just run through this. Let's just give our very best and use the lessons of life to elevate everybody who comes to this training. And lo and behold, that period was probably, or that particular training was probably one of the best that we ever delivered and uh, something that I don't regret going through. Um, it, it was, it was a coming of age, I would say. And, and there was, right. this was something of, of you know, trying to walk your talk and being aligned with the kinds of things that you're teaching um, that wasn't so easy when times were bad. When times were good, it was so simple, right? So uh, we, we had a taste of the whole, you know, people's, people call us motivational speakers and stuff like that. For us, we just say, we're just living life. Uh, we're normal people. We go through the same kinds of problems uh, as you do. Sometimes we, we put ourselves through much more in order to experience the, the pain of life uh, more fully so that we can you know, be a little bit more empathetic. And through reflection, we discovered, hey, you know, we need to learn how to treat people better. We are not the best leaders of all. So why don't we just pick up from that lesson? And sure enough, from that year onward, um, our revenue skyrocketed uh, simply because we were treating other people right. We were not being um, too uh, blameful, we were, we were being a little bit more forgiving. In fact, one of those guys actually came back to us and apologized uh, for something mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years later. And, um, you know, we accepted the apology and we brought him back into the fold. Mm-hmm. And, and that was probably more satisfying than going after the, the other guy with, uh, <laughs> with a legal, right. uh, <laughs> with, with a lawsuit, right? So that, that was one point. I think that was a very uh, enlightening, enlightening moment for us. But it, it really taught me the necessary lessons that would come in 2012. 2012, you know, I just started out again, you know, from rock bottom. I said, you know, this is going to be a fun adventure. I went out, started from scratch, no money down, rebuilt my business. And uh, 2012, I had a lot of very interested people who, who decided, hey, you know, since Stuart's on his own, I'd like to do a joint venture with him. Let's partner up and all that kind of stuff. So the reverse became true. I, I became too trusting. I became like, okay, let's give these guys a chance. You know, I used to be at the top of my game. Let's give them a, a, a bit of, a, you know, support. You know, let's, let's see where we can synergize. And uh, unfortunately, this came to bite me in the back because I wasn't, paying attention to the kind of partners that I was taking on, the kind of baggage that they had. And um, while I didn't lose as much money, there wasn't that much money to lose at that point of time. I think it came up to something like um, 50,000 USD type of uh, uh, commitment and loss. But it wasn't really about the money. It was about the fact that even the people whom you knew as closest friends could have... um, you know, conveniently pass the buck onto you. Now, that was quite a bad situation, but because 2005 taught me uh, an important lesson, 2004, 2005 taught me an important lesson, um, 2012, I literally, and, and, and this was really no fault of, the, of my partner himself. Uh, it was actually a combination of different factors, and I was very much more willing to accept responsibility for myself and to say, look, you know, uh, business is business, friendship is friendship, and uh, unfortunately, they come in a package. You know, you did this, I got involved, 
I, I made the call to go into this business. We lost some money. I will take the hit, right? Because I, I, I told him, I mean, he wanted, I, he, he had no money whatsoever, right? So he said, you know, how do I make up for it and stuff like that? And I said, look, you know, I made the call. It's my decision. I know I, I was part of that decision and I fully accept responsibility for it. So uh, let, me, let me just take this bill. Right. It was a big bill, but uh, I took it. Uh, 2012 was relatively dark, but it was also one of the moments where I had made the decision that money was easy to find. Mm. That if I needed to raise $50,000, it would be a piece of cake. And I, and I tell you that uh, change, and of course having to, to deal with disgruntled clients and try and uh, make compensation amends it was more of an emotional struggle than anything else and because i didn't have my 200 employees anymore i was doing this pretty much by myself um, we we dug ourselves out of a hole and everything was great from 2013 it, it took a very little uh very short span of time to recover but we did and we did it in style we we won over people you know and that was one of the things that that taught me never lose your cool just keep plodding along if necessary, you know, take a break, whatever, whatever it takes, right? Um, just so that um, you can return back to who you ought to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So dark moments, I think, uh, are, are everywhere. Um, everyone will experience some of these dark moments, but the worst thing to do is to just throw your hands up in the air and just, you know, give up. Uh, right. my, my take is, uh, anything that's given to us is a gift. Um, if I hadn't had 2004, 2012 would have been horrible. And I think I'm, I might have been uh, literally unable or even unwilling to, to take on that part of responsibility that could have made my, my business flourish the way it is right now. So, um, you know, I, I'm expecting more of these dark moments, but I'm also learning to, to take... Uh, everything in my stride and also enjoying, you know, life. Of, of course, um, uh, some people will say, you know, Stuart, does that mean that I shouldn't have dark moments at all, that I should be absolutely in control? Well, the, there's, a, there's a guy out of uh, NLP literature, neuro-linguistic programming modeled after a guy called Fritz Perls, uh, who happens to be the father of Gestalt therapy. And he used to say, Lose your mind and come to your senses, right? Mm-hmm. And that is just as profound as, it's, as it will ever get. You know, mm-hmm. if you feel that you're just breaking down and, and, and losing it, that's fine. Lose your mind. Forget about what it is that you have to think about, your worries, and come to the present moment awareness. What is it that you're aware of? Come to your senses. Come and be alive by being present fully in this moment and use what you've already got. And in my opinion, it was, it's, it's something that I still carry with me. You know, if I, if I find myself losing it once in a while, I'll just go, hmm, okay, it's time to just be present, be in the now. Hmm. That's powerful. So, um, and I, I know you touched on this a little bit, but you didn't dig in deep enough to it. Uh, but the, uh, um, is, is there one person that you consider, you know, your life mentor, someone that that is um, sewn into you over over you know your career or life that you uh, um, recognize that has truly impacted you? 
Well, uh, I wouldn't discount any human being who's passed through my life. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I think every single person has been a, a wonderful mentor, role model, whether a, a positive one or a negative one. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I believe that it's necessary to learn from our uh, negative role models uh, because it's always a, a reminder, isn't it? Uh, but one person I would really credit would be uh, Dr. Richard Bandler, the founder of NLP. And I say that, uh, I don't say that lightly. I believe that in some of my darkest moments, I had to learn how to shift my my mindset, to learn how to be more resourceful, to adopt a more um, positive approach to life and to have the skills to go with that. And... Um, you know, Richard's one of those kinds of people who, who who believe so strongly in the power of human potential that, uh, you know, he's he's such a kindly person and he's literally giving out his uh, his life's work. I remember at one point of time, he, he was telling people, you know, there's so many people r- ripping off NLP. I might as well uh, ordain all of you co-founders. You know, there have been people, <laughs> you know, there have been people who've been... Uh, uh, doing this for way too long and um, uh, so long that uh, apparently he'd walked into a seminar room and this guy claimed to have like 35 years of experience in NLP when NLP was only 20 years old. And he huh. said, okay, well, whatever, right? So why don't I empower you guys? Go out there and do your best, find ap- applications to, to create and make that your own. And I was, I was quite taken by that. I, I took it very literally, very seriously. And uh, while some people have come and gone where his, uh, you know, there, there's some people who sign a license but don't abide by it. But uh, I I know the kind of impact it has had. I know that every success that I've got right now is due to the way of thinking that I've adopted over the, the years uh, through my learnings in, in NLP and largely in, in no small measure by the influence of uh, Richard way back in, 97 when I first trained under him and um, yeah I, I continue to stick by that contract not because it's a legal document but because I believe that there's so much value in walking the talk um, mastering oneself uh, in spite of difficult moments and uh, continuing to learn to feel good for no good reason it's it's something that I think as human beings we've been hardwired by the media, by circumstances, by, you know, the, the easy way, the default mm. way um, to take things negatively. But, you know, I've got to brush my teeth every day. I know I've got bacteria accumulating in my mouth. I need to brush mm. my teeth every day. You know, I don't take a break. And why should we take a break where making sure a, a good, clear, positive mind is concerned, right? It's cultivation, isn't it? So... I, I believe very strongly that uh, if, if anyone wants to pick up NLP, you know, learn stuff from, from Richard, especially those of, of your fan base who, who are out there in the United States, you know, go see him because he's a wonderful teacher and he's got some really, really cool moves. And once you see that happening, you're going to go, wow, what genius. This is absolutely genius. And of course, he makes things fun. You know, learning's not just about um, academia. It's not just about learning theories. It really is about being immersed and um, having some practical exposure to um, tools that you can use and reuse uh, anytime you choose. So if there's that one person, it wouldn't be Richard. 
Okay. So um, as we, you know, I'm just thinking about time flies when you're having fun, man. That's what, the half hour went by quick here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just really uh, enjoying what you're sharing with the listeners here. And and um, <clears throat> one of the things that comes to mind is, you know, if, if uh, you were to leave one thing with, uh, with our listeners to uh, be able to apply, you know, immediately in their life, uh, what would that be? Wow. Um, maybe I can, oh, this is, this is tough. (laughs) tough. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, I can run a 16 hour training program. Uh, (laughs) So there's a lot of stuff to, to, to digest there, but, um, maybe in terms of just what resonates with me right now, um, whatever is happening in, in life at the present moment, um, we can rise to the occasion. Um, Everything that has been placed before us has been placed before us so that we can elevate ourselves, not because something is pressing us down, not because uh, someone's giving us a tough time, um, not because God hates us or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I believe very strongly that anything that's happened to us, good or bad, especially the bad, is giving us an opportunity to elevate. And I believe that everyone who learns how to develop this mindset, and yes, I know things are not easy to, to accept. Sometimes, you know, we've got um, victims of rape and murder, you know, family members have been taken uh, unfairly. And mm-hmm. some of them will go like, how can you say that, Stuart? I mean, you're, you're saying that, is this some kind of test from the universe? What kind of a demented universe are we living in? Well, it it all goes back to the same mindset. Um, uh, I've I've had friends murdered, um, and th- this happened not too long ago. It's a very sad story. I've had uh, some people who've who've left um, way too early at the age of twenty seven due to kidney failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had close relatives who've, who've encountered really, really tough moments and, and tough times. Uh, my uncle, for instance, was found uh, dead on his own. Um, you know, he, he lives alone. He lived alone and he, he was he was just, um, you know, so inward looking, so introverted. He didn't want to share himself with the rest of the world. Um, and, uh, you know, choices have, carry, do carry consequences. And I, and I want to get people to understand that uh, it is the way we see or we characterize or we label the universe or life or God that that makes us see things the way we do. So it's important for us, therefore, to shift in order for the shift to take place. It's important for us to know that change doesn't happen automatically. Um, and, and maybe in support of that, uh, there's a really interesting Facebook uh, meme that's being passed around uh, where there's a leader who, who, who's in front of a group of followers and he's raising his fist in the air and saying, who wants change? And everyone raises their fist in the air and says, I want change. And uh, the second part of this cartoon, this, this leader says, so who wants to change? And nobody puts up their hands. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, and I think that is pretty much what what's going on in, in many people's lives. Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. I believe that so strongly. You know, everything that's placed before us is a gift. 
And if we can learn to, to acknowledge and to see the difficulties as a gift, imagine what would happen when you surpass every single obstacle that comes in your way. You will be a superman, you know, superwoman. You'll be, you'll be um, looking at such issues as, you know, something of a bygone era. You know, you would have just overcome. So um, to anyone who's listening, who's hurting who's experiencing difficulty, if you feel absolutely like you're losing your mind, then lose your mind and come to your senses and learn that there is hope, that in the most dark of moments, there will always be a light. And sometimes the light doesn't come from anywhere else except from yourself. Yeah. Um, if you were to, 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 to mine for gold and think that gold is such a, wow, a valuable um, metal, right? It's a precious metal. Then consider how much more valuable you are. Um, and if gold shines, you know, the, the way we see it sometimes and our eyes shine <laughs> when we see uh, a lot of riches, then think about the wealth that's inside of you. Think about the value that you could bring to the world and let your own light shine. And I think that's important for, for, for listeners who, who might be uh, needing a little bit, bit of encouragement now. So um, sometimes in a year or two, it might not matter, uh, but it will matter if you keep on holding on to it. And uh, whether it's anger or sadness, is uh, like uh, what's found in the Buddhist scriptures. They say, you know, anger is like drinking poison, hoping someone else will die. So, hmm. you know, let's find an alternative, find a better way to live life. Give right. so that... Uh, we can receive even more, uh, learn to accept our circumstances in a certain way so that we can learn from the circumstances and elevate ourselves to a higher level. Yeah. Right. Powerful. Um, definitely powerful message just within that last section there. Um, so uh, as we close here, uh, how do our listeners find out more about you? Okay. So they could head down to StuartTan.com. That's uh, Stuart, T-A-N. Uh, one word, and that there are two T's there. So stuarttan.com, mm -hmm. S-T-U-A-R-T-T-A-N.com. And they can find out more about uh, uh, what I do. Um, they can keep in touch on my blog as well. And of course, there are links to my Facebook page. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, aside from this period where I'm extremely busy, I tend to, you know, keep us a, a social media presence quite strong. So, um, you know, people can look forward to some of my writing, some of my reflections, uh, on my blog as well as on Facebook. So that will be probably the best way to get me. Anyone who wants to get me will be able to get me because I'm always contactable, especially via Facebook and via my webpage. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again, Stuart, for taking the time to share your message with the world and uh, appreciate you having the impact that you that you do. You know, I'm, uh, I'm most flattered and, and most honored to have uh, the opportunity to be here. And, uh, you know, I, I really love the concept of an all-in uh, podcast. Uh, um, you know, this is the way that you can reach out to so many people and touch their lives. So I, I definitely want to support this. So thank you very much, Dan. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.